Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to the Bald Gun Guy podcast. It's time to sort of finish up Hitman 2. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. Uh, and I'm Ty me, from uh, Around. All right, it was just long enough that I was like, am sorry, I going to Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. And I am Matthew from the internet. Man. So I'm the only one with the home. The internet's not a home. The internet's a hell. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, this is a nice place you invite us to, Six. I'm going to be honest. I'm, it I, is. I've, I've yeah. taken some notes. I've, I'm like, I think I might try and incorporate this into my own place at some point. Yeah, I was oh. going to say, I'm not really on the internet anymore, uh, by and large. So this is nice. This is this I, I could keep around, you know. It is cozy. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing about being one of Ty's friends, which is that... You hear from them once a month. <laughs> yep. This is God intended. Yeah, also, I realize we're doing... Uh, we we kind of have a, a little bit of uh, mimesis going on here, right? Like, so my internet is largely uh, the the cloistered few who, you know, I'm, I'm in private conversations with. I don't, I don't hear the voices of the rabble, you know? Um, I'm mm. sheltered on a, a digital island, if you will. Um, with choppy seas. Digital seeks. island of yeah. scale. Yeah. So, yeah. I get it. I get it. <sighs> well, uh we're uh we're not only we're on even more remote place than usual as we're headed to a remote island in the North Atlantic to murder some paranoid rich people. As God intended. Uh CIA, don't worry. That was not um that was not like a a joke or like a reference to the, we're actually going to go kill rich people. Yes. But before we do, let's talk about Hitman. Yes. And the Island of Scale. Uh, this is the Ark Society mission. Uh, we are, as, as stated, on a, a remote island. It's like a castle island, just in the middle of the ocean. Um, uncharted, not on any maps. Uh, and uh, this is the home to the Ark Society, a... Uh, ultra-wealthy survivalist organization. It's a bunch of people who are preparing for the end of the world and how they're going to survive it because they're rich and they're going to go to Mars or whatever. Yep. Though I guess Titan is the real pull here. Yeah, they yeah. say Titan a lot. Yeah. Um, also, Hyperborea Or Siberia, I think, cool. was another one. Yeah, they're Hyperborea posting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of, lot of good ideas. Uh, Titan actually seems like a bad idea to me. Knowing yeah. what I do about Titan, but you know, agree. You you could sell me a bridge in Hyperborea, though. You know, I feel like sure. Yeah. I mean, that one makes a kind of sense. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is how much of the landscape down there is based on ice. It seems like anything you build is going to be in a very different state by the time you need it. <laughs> well, until they get the bolts. That's a good point. Yeah. Right, it's climate control. I, I, but I mean, I there's, really but they're, they're on top of things, right? Like, unless you have, if you have levitation technology, then great. But if they're sitting on a continent made of ice, the the ground underneath them is literally going to disappear. Well, for the record, I mean, we, I don't want to get off into the weeds here, but I believe Antarctica is not made of ice, right? It's covered in a sheet of ice that is many, right, many right. hundreds of meters thick. But uh, and they don't really go into this in the uh, Hyperborean mock-ups, right? Because they only feature the bubbles. But you can imagine where they actually bore down with giant excavating machines. Oh, sure. Okay. And put it on the, the rock. 
Okay, right. I, I, that I don't makes know. sense. I'm that just, I'm just sense. trying to make it work, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so are they, you know. Listen, right? we're all yeah. just, yeah, they love we're just, Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, more dollars than cents, perhaps. Hey. Uh, <laughs> we're here after the Washington sisters, twin daughters of Byron Washington. Um, they are the new leaders of the Ark Society after we killed uh, Janice last time. Um, and they are, uh, spoiled brat treasure hunters. Yep. It's kind of interesting because like doing my research as, as I do, right? Like reading Hitman wiki pages and in-game bios and stuff. The game barely distinguishes between the two of them. <laughs> no, like one has bangs. Like that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. One has yeah. hard square haircut. Like, (laughs) if you go into the part where it shows their bios on, like, the the loadout screen, they both have the same bio. (laughs) And the bio just mentions both of them, but it just says, like, it it has, like, one fun fact about each of them, which is, like, Zoe, you know, drove uh, uh, someone in her sorority in college to commit suicide. Meanwhile, Sophia was starting a coke ring. Like, and then it's just, like, talking about both of them. It's like, okay. Um... (laughs) But otherwise, you just generally by the by the um, mission stories and stuff, you get the sense that Zoe is is, I guess you could say the party girl comparatively, whereas Sophia is the like the backrooms scheming lady. It's a little hard to tell though, right? Like, it, okay, insofar as like I got the vibe that they were both essentially the same person. They were both Zoe. And then mm-hmm. the whole, because uh, Zoe makes the comment in one of her little dialogue things about how uh, Sophia has lately like lost her appetite for going and doing stupid, destructive things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you combine, I don't want to get ahead going into the mission stories, right? But if you like double entrap with her like sort of ham-fisted scheme to entrap the uh, constant, right? You get the vibe that, like, she's not very good at this backroom thing. And so, like, if you're being charitable, you can say, like, well, maybe she was an idiot treasure hunter like laura croft but bad or whatever mm-hmm. um until recently she started really like trying to be the backroom person but she's still an idiot like at it. she's still terrible right she hasn't sure. graduated from like scheming backroom dealing school yet it's um, just that now she dresses like a girl boss rather than like she's right to yeah yeah no i mean you fake it till you make it unless you die i guess um which is kind of what happens to her but yeah that's kind of the mode she's in it's all it's all about them pantsuits, baby. Yeah, that's how you know. It is it's a convincing look, but it is the case that the first time I killed her in this go through, I don't remember historically the first time, you know, whatever that was years ago. But yeah, in this run through, the first time I killed her, she was she walked up to an Iron Maiden and started inspecting the spikes, and I just shoved her and closed it. It did not really impress me with her intelligence. Hundred percent. I think that was how I did it, too. Just like, oh, I can get out of this pretty unscathed if I do it this way. Cool. Yeah, no problem. It is uh, it is a bit of a shame no blood leaks at the bottom. But, you know, I get that their uh, their system has its limits. So um, you do have one other objective, however, which is uh, possibly to extract the constant. Uh, mostly is just don't kill the constant. Yeah. Um, you can also help extract him at the end. That is optional. However, uh, you don't have to do that because they don't like Lucas won't say it. But if you just leave, he'll take care of it. 
you get you get some fun dialogue though if you walk close with him walking down to the boat so mm-hmm. you know for folks who are maybe considering going the extra mile just get the uh get the elite guard uniform the one that just lets you cruise through everything so you don't have to worry about yeah. it and then just walk out with them and you yeah, know you, that- get, you get some nuggets in there you do, but yeah, do get a good disguise because <laughs> that piece of shit will just walk through areas where you're trespassing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I'm trying to trying to help you out. Uh, I managed to make it work by like using him, like using him the way like you know soldiers use like a truck as cover, right? <laughs> like running all around him to using him to block line of sight of other people. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but it was not ideal. But that can become the game within the game. So if you if you've committed to that, it can be fun to solve those puzzles. But at the end of it, like it's not super worth it. Something that feels like partially relevant here, partially jumping a gun, whatever. Um, There's a fascinating discrepancy. And at least in Hitman 2, that's what I'm playing. I haven't I'm not on the Hitman 3 engine. Uh, I will be soon, obviously. But um. Okay, so in Hitman 2, anyway, there is a huge discrepancy between how um, AI targeting works and shooting works and how the vision detection system works. So the vision detection system, which is more relevant for most of the game, uh, works Mm -hmm. like we've been talking about, right? Like, you can do these really silly shenanigans with, like, pushing, you know, like, yeah, sight blocking and, like, with people that you're pushing around and stuff like that. But when it comes to the actual gunplay in this game, NPCs can just see you and shoot you through crowds of people. They're oh, just yeah. like, oh, it's 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 really funny. Like it just does not factor in how many bodies are in between you guys. It's like, oh, laser guided. Um, yeah, All of a sudden, just... Agent Smith from the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the and the bullets will go through an infinite number of uh, NPC bodies without affecting them in any way. It's it's fun mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, there was. Uh... This is still true in Hitman 3. Um, okay. <laughs> I I had some instances to remember how this worked exactly when I would try and do things like in a narrow hallway, two people were attacking me and I would be like, I'll engage one in melee and position his body in the melee such that the other person can't shoot. Oh, he oh, doesn't no. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not only is he shooting through his friend, his friend is not taking the damage. All right, great. Yeah, there's a there's a certain element which like I appreciate that um, because it's basically like look this is not that game like this is not that kind of a game right and mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. um, it's just this flippant like do not expect this to play right or like to you know blah 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 like it's not going to be our priority um, and it shouldn't be yours either player like I actually appreciate that kind of a forceful approach um, as far as like development resource allocation you know like screw you stop playing our game wrong. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I think you're right that that is, like, there's a degree to which that is deliberate, right? Like, this is an Unreal Engine game, right? Yeah. Uh, the Unreal Engine games uh, were built to make shooters. Yeah. They have features for shooters built in that yeah. come shipped with them. And so, like, if they wanted to, they could just make it so that when enemies get mad, they switch to Gears of War AI. Yeah. And they specifically <laughs> do not do that because they're like, no. Don't, this is not a shooter. Don't do this. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to get off into the weeds. Just, you know. No, listen, this is a map covered in weeds, and that's why we're here. One of the things I love about uh, the execution of the modern World of Assassination trilogy 
kind of goes back to what I think it was Brad Shoemaker at Giant Bomb. He's like, you can't look at the these are these people are not people. They don't act like people <laughs> and they never will be people. And that's part of its charm. Sure. And, and at least that sort of like simulation aspect of it where it just becomes every every serious thing kind of becomes Keystone Cops heist gone awry mm-hmm. and everything and the zaniness just turns up to 11. You're going to you're going to you're going to lose some some realism in that equation every single time. And the fact that the AI becomes basically the best soldiers in the world, <laughs> I can live with it because I made the mistake. Like, like Ty right. said, you know, don't play the game wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a house like of, this is like a, what's the, what's the, what are the things a little like, it's like a diorama full of like wind up people. Um, and they have ways of the diorama for sure. Yeah. And it's like, you just have to, you have to accept how it works around here. And once you do that, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. But yeah. I, are, I will say there, there are more rough edges on this level. Um, again, at least in the version that I'm playing, but I, I assume they're, they're sort of throughout. Um, that threw me off a little bit only because you get very uh, comfortable in like what you expect from certain things mechanically. Um, and I don't know what it was about this level. Um, we'll, we'll get there. I don't want to, again, just kind of like lay out stuff in this random order. But um, I don't know. Just some things were not working as intended uh, in the, the clockwork dollhouse diorama, whatever uh, mm. series of metaphors we're using here. Um, and it really throws you off because every, Hitman thrives on that predictability, the mechanical predictability, right? That is that is the essence of the game. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, it just felt very odd. It felt very, like, un-Hitman-like um, when it happened. I was like, wait, now. just some well, bugs. But... If you think about, like, what levels do the most of, right? You talk about, like, oh, this is the biggest level, or, like, oh, this is the densest level, or whatever the hell, right? I feel like this level has two things of, of what we've done so far that it stands out in. One, I feel like its mission stories often live leave you to figure out the most yourself. They are the least step-by-step they've been. Yes. And then also, I think this level has the most complicated system of overlapping layers of security. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think that's yes. true. Um, and I think that probably causes a lot of issues because it is, it is like you get this disguise and it works for this room, but not the next room over, but it does on the other side of that. And if you go up a floor, it works for here, but not for here. And you can switch to this disguise, but then it works for A and B and not for C. And this one works for yeah. C and F, but not for D. And you're like, okay, whatever. All right. There's yeah. also an enforcer that sees everything patrolling through all of them. That guy. The one guy. Yeah. The, yeah. the one man in the hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know no, his... the, uh, yeah. no, I don't. He is, um, he is the, uh, bodyguard of the constant. And also, uh, he is apparently a, a reference to Tomb Raider because if you, judging by his name, and if you lure him into a freezer and knock him out, he comments, this is the same thing that happened to his brother, which is a similarly named NPC in Tomb Raider 2. Okay, that's great. I'm actually, I'm thrilled that we have some personal detail on that guy. We are <laughs> you know? talking about a very specific singular guy here. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I I did a short list of like notable NPCs, but there's actually a lot of neat stuff in this level. Um, but I guess I should lay out basically how this level works for for the listeners at home. Um, basically, you have uh, the Ark Society here, this uh, survivalist organization slash cult. Um, there are different members with different tiers of access. So there are areas where like people who are who are considering joining, there are people who are in the process of joining and there are full members and then there are like elite members and super elite members and they all have different levels of access. There's also staff. There's also uh, people who have been brought here on commission or contract. And of course, there are various levels of guard. Um, and basically you have uh, sort of the castle grounds. You have uh, the, like, catacombs and basement. You have the sewers. You have the tower. That's basically the layout. There are two towers? There are two towers. You're right. You're right. What is the uh, other one tower called? is almost completely... You can completely ignore it. Yeah, it's the, uh, like, I don't know what to call it, but it's where they're prepping the body of Mr. Yanis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Well, there's that one, and then there, there's the there's below, like Giannis is below one of them, and I think that one, there's one with like a glass bridge, that crosses, and if you you can go up into that, I don't That's remember the Constance any tower. It, yes, and but there's like nothing going on up there. Yeah, there's a mission story up there. That's where. Um, yeah. Yeah, you get a oh, you get an easy I'm... kill on Sophia if you uh, if you do the you get the her architect guide who's going to remove the chip. I worry we're getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, that's the constant tower, the one with the cool glass. Bridge. Oh, okay. I must just be turned around. That's my fault. Oh, it's fine. It's very easy. This level it's it's vertically dense and like you know horizontally dense too. There's there's a lot going on. It's a very full level for what it is. It also does a lot of, like, making you see how their, like, map, like, design is literally coded, where, like, I would choke someone out, right, and then, like, you know, take their disguise, and then going up and down layers of stairs and seeing when it thought I was on the same floor as that disguise was really, like, huh, look, this is when you think the switch happens. Interesting. Yeah, the and the system is really straining um, at a lot of different points. So, like, just to give you an idea of, like, how, again, for people who haven't played this level a lot, um, of how, like, segmented it is with the weird guard areas, you can just, oh, at the opening of the level, you know, you, you show up on the boat, on the docks, right? Go right outside the boathouse, get your pistol, and shoot a guard in the head. The boathouse is considered its completely own area, and those guards will not pull. If they see you, of course, they'll come out, right, through the window, mm-hmm. right? But right. They're, it's coded as a separate area in terms of, like, they don't respond to gunshots. They don't respond to uh, the distress calls or anything like that, right? Like, and it's, it's like, right there. Um, and you're like, oh, they're, they're, like, I guess I'm just trying to emphasize, like, how many separate specific uh, areas there are um, relevant, you know, to the AI. There's so many. And I think so that's, also, that's also part of how, uh, just a thing that's interesting about the mastery on this level um, I'll talk about like unlocks and stuff in a minute, but one of the things is we always uh, like we don't always talk about the like the in level unlocks, the ones that are just for like mission planning and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's very common to have ones that give you access to a lot of different disguises, and this does that too. 
But more than that, this one just gives you access to a lot of different locations because of how weird security is and how like things are laid out. It's like, where do you want to start from? What part of the map is way more important? Yeah, this is, yeah. This is true. Um, and it can be a little stingy or like a little weird. Um, like, because, you know, I, I feel like once you, you've played this game a lot, you, I feel like you have a certain confidence. You're like, look, I can get in anywhere. I can get any cost. Like, it's more a matter mm-hmm. of convenience, right? Which is, I'm sure, true right. to a large extent. But with this one, I feel like I am never quite as uh, comfortable or quite as certain feeling that my, like, let's say there aren't, uh, there wasn't a freezer or a closet to dump someone in. Um, I'm like, well, no one should path through here. Weird stuff happens on this level, more so than any other level in Hitman that I've played. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, being able to just start with a costume and not necessarily have to do, like, some jank shenanigans that might require you to leave a body out, um, it's really nice. So it it does work like that, you know? Yeah, I I did one of the mission stories, uh, Phoenix from the Ashes, and as part of that, you go into, like, this, you know, like, rundown, like church like sanctuary and i knocked out three people and i stashed two of them and one of them i was like okay he's out of the way unless you walk straight through the middle of this room which no npc does it'll be fine and then i trigger the event and zoe takes the strangest (laughs) route to walk through the middle of the church and i'm like well fuck all right (laughs) also because of that i was able to um i i followed a uh Mr. Freeze 2244 on YouTube, shout outs, uh, uh, Silent Assassin suit only run, which involves a point where you climb up like the, the big like tower, the tower where all the Ark Society stuff is. And just in the middle of it, you just drop a gun in the middle of the floor. And it's like, this is a, like a main thoroughfare. How is this gonna, it's like, oh no, literally Sophia and her guard are the only people who ever take this staircase. What? (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, so that's strange. However, as, as just a note in general, so there are a lot of, like, NPCs that, I don't know the right way to say it, are, like, coded to not respond to things like items being dropped or coins or whatever. So this has a lot of really peculiar, uh, side effects. So, like, one thing you'll notice, okay, so let's say you are by the, uh, the security system for the jewel case, right mm-hmm. um you're doing one of the stories related to that whatever and you are you want to you you can dispose of the alarm technician pretty easily the guy in the gray overalls or shirt or whatever okay right but let's say you want to get that guard in the box there's you know there's space for two there you want to get him in the box so he will not pull from a coin it's not a matter of him seeing you or whatever he just does not respond to coins but you would be wrong if you assume that no one responds to the coins in the corner by that box so you will start pulling random, uh, like, ARC members, NPCs, from the courtyard and from downstairs of the gallery area. They will come all the way up meandering into the little security area on the second floor in response to your coin. And it takes yeah. them, like, three minutes. And so you won't even you won't even realize that you've pulled an NPC with it. Uh, there's no notification. Like, in the, there's no little picture-in-picture of an NPC responding to it. And they come from seeming nowhere, but it's just because of the way the area is coded and which NPCs are, like, ignoring certain distractions. It's really fascinating. I I had a very, like, one of the first interactions I had. Again, like, I, I walked into this air, the level, I started it, and there's the tour guide who's showing the new people to the castle. 
And I took the tour with him and he was like, all right, you're all done. And I stepped to the side and I climbed up a drain pipe up to the next floor up. And there was a room full of guards. And I was like, I'm going to get a guard disguise. And I open the door to their room and I flip a coin like right outside the door. <laughs> and I hear a very faint, huh? And none of the guards move. Yep. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll figure something else out. And I'm in the middle and I'm setting up the next distraction when the tour guide <laughs> suddenly just walks in and goes, hey. <laughs> Yep. And I'm like, what, what? are you doing here? Exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's stuff that feels like you, you can kind of buy it. And once you kind of get used to this level, I feel like you're like, all right. It's just like part of the, the unique properties of it. But I will admit as a player, um, when I was first playing this level for the playthrough, I was like, this feels wrong. This feels like a bug, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. Like it doesn't, because again, it's all the way at the end of the game. And it's just now throwing you a curveball on how very familiar or up to this point, familiar mechanics and consistent mechanics have behaved the entire game. So it's like, okay, well, you just got to think on your toes a little bit. You yeah. know, it's not the Basic biggest deal. Basically, it's like if you throw a coin or do some sort of distraction and you don't immediately see who's reacting, get out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's not who you want. Hossett <laughs> um, is coming from an entire tower away because you heard a coin drop. Yeah, friggin' bat signal activated, yeah. But don't worry, he's gonna he's gonna stop and be like, Ah, Mr. George, I heard about your story arc in this level. <laughs> Rest assured, because I say assured like that, that... Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, and this is another... Sorry, since you mentioned the constant in this conversation of weird mechanical stuff. So there are certain... I'm trying to think what the other one is. I know the, the one is with the constant entrapment uh, Sophia thing, but um, there's another one, too, that I encountered. Sorry, I should... This is why I take notes. Um... So basically, the, the short version is that um, certain story things, uh, like if you engage in them, will, without any kind of warning or whatever, disable or like change the way uh, detection mechanics work. So for instance, uh, the Constance, as we said, the dude, uh, the elite guard who follows him around or whatever, pass through, can see through any disguise, including another elite guard. So when I had gone through uh, the... Uh, I went to the, the Constance Tower, talked to him or whatever, and I'm trying to leave. And that guy starts passing in. And I'm like, oh, shit, where do I go? Right? There's like no real where, you know, I can't go upstairs in the Constance Tower anymore, whatever. Oh, well, it turns out he just will not be suspicious of you because you're here for the story mission. But that is huh. not how this game works. No. Anywhere else. Like, you don't just turn it off because it's inconvenient. But like, it would be kind of impossible to get in and out, barring some really crazy play. But you know what I mean? Where it's just like, yeah. oh, they just made it easier for you, which is nice. Great for them. But you like, you totally don't expect it as a player. You're not like, we have not been taught that this ever works this way. So it's just mm -hmm. like a little bit of like weird, exceptional jank um, that you just kind of yeah. have to accept, I guess. And you just, you just figure out where those moments are um, in the level. Because up to this point in the game, like it's, it's kind of a jaws tension between right. the player and an enforcer and then when you're just you're like it's all it's like you're face to face with that shark and you just say base like you're playing hide and seek when you were a kid yeah right that is that is literally what this game is right and then so at this like peak moment in the last level with you know for for a while anyway because it was the last game really just like oh this is the this is like the final boss level equivalent and it's like oh my gosh i'm gonna get busted i just this Oh no! It just it just doesn't work that way. Just in this one this one time. 
Well, it's also it's. I feel like that's also a consequence. The fact that they have to do this is a consequence of this. Uh, being one of the few levels that literally does not have a master key disguise, right? Yeah, that's true. Every other level, I'm pretty sure, has, like, that we've done so far anyway. You know, we'll see going forward. But there is some disguise, sometimes really hard to get, but there is some disguise where it's like, okay, and now you're set, you can go anywhere you want. No Mm -hmm. disguise in this level will let you go anywhere you want. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Elite Guard is pretty close, but yeah, it's not Pretty close. Yeah. But there are yeah, still places even that, where it's, it's only like sixty percent of the level. Whereas, that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. you'll it's, walk it's up no to places. Kruger, that's for sure. Yeah, you'll walk up to places that are guarded by other elite guards <laughs> who do not suspect you, and they'll be like, "Sir, sir, no way." Nice. <laughs> also, hey, weird note: there are a couple of just like New York guards. In this More level, than, it's like oh, all of yeah, them. What that the great? hell is this? <laughs> I mean, there there are still the, the the one voice actor who does a lot of the guards for this entire series is still here. He still does work, but you occasionally get like, "Hey, what do you think you're doing?" And I'm like, yeah. "Sorry, that was a terrible, terrible New York." But you could tell I mean, it's like that I was he, doing he, something weird with my voice. He's like he's from Jersey City, and he's just yeah. there to make a buck. It's great. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, because it's like it's like all of the guards, or at least all of the. Um, I don't know. Is it by is it by uniform? Is that how they do it? But it's, it feels like all of the like be. the entry level guards, the basic ones. Um, yeah, they the ones that are wearing berets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, with the exception of the one who the the ones that are voiced in the beginning that have the dialogue about like oh I forgot my uh, thermal underwear. The guys by the mm-hmm. dock. Other than those guys, yeah, it's it's very funny. Hey, yeah, They're like what? Hey, Joey, check out this guy. <laughs> Like he when, thinks he's got enough tokens to pass through yeah, the token that door. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> um, hey, Tommy, we got ten tokens over here. <laughs> wow, we look at this guy. Thinks he's a high roller. Um, I should set up the plot. Usually I've done this by now, but I'm having too much fun. Apologies. Um, so, in this instance, uh, we are here because we have isolated the constant we want to kidnap him to find out the names of the partners who are the heads of the illuminati right providence okay um while you're doing it you're gonna have to take out the washington sisters because they have a kill switch for the constant he's got a poison chip in his neck normally the only people that have that are the partners the heads of of the illuminati but the twins have managed to get their hands on remotes as well, and it's like, oh no, if we, they know that he's been kidnapped, they're just going to kill him so he can't talk. Um, so you do that. He gives up the name of the uh, the partners. Uh, it's three families, the Carlisles, the Ingrams, and the Stuyvesants. 47 and Grey leave to take care of this, but while they are, the constant muses how strange it is that Diana would help 47 when she dun, dun, knows dun. he killed her parents. Uh, it's, dun, dun, dun. it's funny because before I'd gotten to this point, uh, you mentioned, uh, Brad Shoemaker, formerly of Giant Bomb. Um, mm-hmm. and back when this game came out in the Game of the Year awards, I hadn't beaten the game yet, but I remember, uh, Brad talking about how, like, the ending was just this, like, oh shit moment that made him so excited as what to came, what, what was to come. And I was like, this is dumb as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, also, it's like, uh, I, I guess it's particularly funny for me living in New York. Um, and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. At the bottom of it, it's, and then it's, you know, these like intentionally like incredibly prominent 
like families that have you know been like big shots politically economically and stuff in in our country for centuries. i can't believe it's the Koch brothers yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but not but not even like Koch brothers are like chump change compared to sure. like literally i drove through bedford stuyvesant today you know what i mean like it's sure, just sure. not even and uh yeah so it's just kind of funny it's like and what are you gonna do because they're also a huge fan you know there's not like one guy mm-hmm. so yeah i'm joe stuyvesant you know it's like it's like hundreds of people, you know, it's a distributed thing. Anyway, it's just, it's just I very think funny, you'll you know? find when you play Hitman 3, <laughs> it's a lot easier to solve than you think. <laughs> uh, though there is uh, uh, Stuyvesant present on this map. Uh, Cornelia Stuyvesant is an NPC walking around. Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, spoilers, Hitman 3, we're going to try and kill the partners. Yep. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like there's I, something I enjoyed about this is, um, so you, you have this idea of, like, it's, like, different layers of Illuminati, right? And everyone's kind of, mm-hmm. like, or very few people are, like, even aware that it's, like, not the real thing, right? Because, like, you show up, and, and when I first played this, I remember, it's like, oh, man, I'm, like, I'm here to kill the Illuminati. And then you get off the boat, and there's all these weird people in masks, right? And you're like, oh, th- mm-hmm. these guys are the Illuminati. No, they're not even in the Ark Society. Right? They're like trying, they're like the patrons or whatever. They're not even full members. Like, okay. So I got to get the guys, in the, you know, who are on the higher levels of the castle. They're the Illuminati. No. Oh, okay. Well, at least like the Washington sisters, like no doubt, like they're, the, they're, oh no, actually they're, they're not. Like, it's just these layers of like kind of fake bullshit of like societies and like whatever. Um, where at the end of the day, yeah, it's just like a few families who are just like running the show. However... Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that, like, the fake Illuminatis that are basically just, like, these weird, like, money-wandering, like, influence rackets, right? Um, It doesn't mean that they're useless, because, like, it mentions how, like, four of the five uh, fossil fuel guys are on board, and they're trying to convince the last guy to, like, abandon coal. So basically the idea is, like, you know how people are, like... You know, the the W in real life, the World Economic Forum, they're not the actual guys. That's just, like, a stupid think tank that puts out edgy propaganda. But, like, mm-hmm. e- you know, investment companies that are, like, running, you know, ERG uh, funds are still, like, trying to, like, conform to WEF, like, protocols. So even if, like, Carl Schwab isn't, like, the head of the, the real Illuminati, like, you can still have, like, kooky things come down the pipe from what they say you know what i mean like it's this weird thing where it's like it kind of shows you how like um i don't know like there's just some like resonance with that and 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 what i perceive to be like how things work irl i guess just in terms of like uh you know um the the pressures of influence and status and things like that even if the organization is kind of fake like it can still have very, very significant real world consequences in terms of like how much, you know, is divested from or, you know, like what Chevron's priorities are going to be uh, in the next, you know, uh, five years or whatever. Um, anyway. And it's it's I think it's cool pointing that out because that is a thing that I really like, like compared to other stories that do this sort of thing. Like I'm I love the Metal Gear Solid series, the Metal Gear Solid's series' idea of the Illuminati are these people, like this small group of people whom everything that happens in the world is because they decided it should happen. And that's how these stories usually go. And here it's like, no, they have the most influence, but that doesn't, like, one of these mission stories is about how the Illuminati wants want to do something, and this stupid coal asshole is shutting it all down. Yep. Like, they aren't absolute in their power. 
you are here, you enter as part of a crowd of fans of the Illuminati fan club. Yes. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Powered all tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and our mission stories, uh, wise. I mean, the best one obviously is Last Honors, right? The funeral. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I, 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 I kind of wanted to. No, you're, you're, you're right. You're. Right. I mean, listen. I'm, I'm here. We'll talk about anything. I'm just trying to keep the conversation. What do you want to talk about? Well, I will see what I, and, and I know that this is probably not a great mission story, but I think the just the absolute panache of Phoenix from the Ashes, like as a story, maybe not as in terms of play, because mm-hmm. it's it's not really it's not it's it's not really like super difficult. It's not it's nothing super, you know entrenched in figuring out your way around because i think phoenix from the ashes is the most like step one step two step three but but like as, as you're saying in terms in terms of like like story and tone it is one of the one of the stories that most firmly establishes like despite all their power these people ain't shit sure yeah i mean <laughs> it, it, it leans back to like you know our the illuminatis are the players in crusader kings they they don't really control anything but they push that influence hard enough to make things happen and their methods um, for doing so are like cheesy and often stupid right like oh sure yeah a phoenix from the ashes is centered around this stage show that zoe has in mind which is like hey we're going to make a thing we're going to I'm going to have this cheesy speech about how society is going to rise from the ashes and I'm going to step into this cage and you're going to light it on fire and then I'll step out and I'm fine. And it's like, OK, all this is based on one, like a machine that is broken and, you know, is broken and you're not fixing it. Also, this is a really cheesy show and a really cheesy display. And it's going to work on these people because despite all their money, they're all morons. And you're a moron for not trying to think of any like fail safes for this. It's just like despite all their power and all their influence, this is fundamentally the same sort of like kill setup that 47 would use on like a shitty school superintendent. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. Well, maybe it's because I like the idea of letting that mission go off without a hitch and then killing her at the funeral. Oh, that's like, you. I didn't even think of doing that. That sounds great. See, now, I've thought about it. I've not done it. So I will come back when we do the next episode and tell you if it's possible. Hitman poser. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Um, I ended up not getting as much done on this one as, as other missions we've done, just because I did also spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to do things. Um, it took me a very long time to figure out how to steal the necklace. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched a video of someone doing it where they just hit a fire alarm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that, just doesn't, that just doesn't feel right, though. Like, it is kind of graceless, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, though Diana still says the thing about how you're better than the sparrow. It's like, Diana that turned off the power and then hit a fire alarm. Please don't be impressed. Top tier, top tier. <laughs> Uh, it's high speed low drag folks 
<laughs> yeah. Um, Last Honors is the one that is the funeral, right? Um, yes. And you can disguise yourself as Janice's body because he's got his fancy funeral garb that disguise that you know makes it hard to tell who's in there. And uh, this is uh, you get uh, a sequence of people walking up to the casket and saying their last words to him. Um, and I really enjoyed like first of all that's where you get the constant saying a steward because he's insufferable. Yeah. Um, you also get a person noting like, man, you look ripped in there. I guess I guess I see why they'd say that you once wrestled a brown bear to a tie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Uh, and then finally, Zoe walks up and you get to kill her. But f- before you do, you get to hear her be like, man, eat shit, old man. You said uh, you, you fought as hard as you could to stop us from succeeding you. And, and look where that got you. Um, which is just like, you know. Petty bitches be petty bitches at every opportunity. <laughs> Man, is it fun to stab a petty bitch in the throat? <laughs> it is, you know, popping out of a casket and stabbing someone is, is just as an aesthetic, going to be hard to top. Yeah, it's something I think everyone should do once in their lives. You know, yeah. At least. Yeah. And have done to them once in their lives, exactly once. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's how I want to go. Uh, this game rules <laughs> it's good it's good um we do get the we mentioned earlier the social climbing one which is basically like you the um you disguise yourself as the guy uh who built um the constants like de- remote detonated poison chip and you're like hey you want me to take that out of you you pay me um, and then you're like, okay, actually, Sophia told me to do this, and you should you should get mad at Sophia. Um, and then you get to see, like, just... It did make me think a little more highly of the constant, the way he handled this, and it just reinforced my thoughts on Sophia when she's such a petty child about it. Yeah. Uh, their conversation is very embarrassing for her. You should kill him, Will. No. <laughs> well, it's also her just, like, it starts, he, he, like, he's like, okay, this happens, you know, we need to talk. And they go up to the roof and she says, you know, it's your word against mine. And he says, really? That's what you've got? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty weak. <laughs> uh, That's your big play, Master. That's, it leads into your theory, Ty, that she really is not actually ready to girl boss. Yeah, I don't think so. Although, like, I have deeper questions, right? Because, like, we do get the idea that, like, they needed someone, singular or plural, I guess, to kind of dangle out as the head of this thing, um, but without having to entrust them with much actual, like, real power, right? Like, there's a certain flippancy when you put people like the Washington Twins in charge of literally anything, right? Like, that obviously, like, the directors don't really care too much. Provinces really care, whatever. Um and it's like, especially to like, not even if it's not like these two individuals, but just like, even just having two people as chair women, like that doesn't work, right? Like you can't have an executive office shared really by anyone, but definitely not an even number of people who can just fundamentally disagree on something on a course of action, right? It's the entire point of having executives is you can make an executive decision, right? So when one is like, hey, we should kill the constant because he knows uwu, right? And then the other one's like, no, that's a stupid ass plan right like well what if they like fundamentally disagree with that and continue to disagree like does he live or die right stuff like that so it's like 
it, it just gave me the impression that like the uh, the Stuyvesants, the Ingrams, the Carlisles are just really over this whole thing, right? They're really like just burnt and indifferent on this like fake Illuminati, and they're just like willing to like let it crash and burn, like they're bored or something. I don't. Or know. or it's like they are convinced that the infrastructure and the like the hierarchy of this place is set up enough that like the people at the top don't fucking matter, right? Like you get that one yeah. lady um, at the at the funeral. Who walks up to him and she's like, oh, Janice, I'm going to miss you. Um, don't worry about these stupid brats in charge now. I'll take care of it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, maybe these these twins don't realize to what degree they're figureheads, right? Yeah. Or maybe, but maybe that's, like, part of the thing, right? It's not just that the twins don't realize the extent to which they're figureheads, but more that, like, all the participants in this don't really realize that this entire sort of structure is just a vehicle onto which these otherwise bored and listless, like, ultra-wealthy, powerful people can just kind of continue to project. Basically, this is a game board. It's like another mm. game board for them to, like, squabble and scheme and have something to do, almost recreationally, that ultimately doesn't matter. Like, because, yeah, like, maybe there are, like, a secret other members who do have control. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just, maybe it just doesn't matter all the way down. You know, mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's actually the point of the Ark Society is to just like give these people some sense of purpose and, um, you know, something for their their sort of um, like their their, their I don't know what you would call it like to, you know, to give to give them a telos since they've accomplished anything, you know, everything there is to accomplish like otherwise in their lives, you know. Well, and also, I mean, like, you can easily imagine, since this is, like, this is a, a organization that is ultimately subservient to the Illuminati. Right. The actual like, Illuminati, yeah. this could, like, I mean, you look at their, their plans, right? Like, we've talked about, you know, the problems with building on a continent of ice, and I think, Ty, they probably didn't think it through as much as you did. We talked about how Titan is actually probably a pretty bad place to put your space colony. Um, like... This could also just be, like, the Illuminati are like, okay, listen, you two keep this running. This is all just a scam to get more money out of rich people anyway. Like, we don't, like, the Ark Society, we don't ever intend the Ark Society to succeed. This is just another con. Yeah, it's just a country club, but instead of, like, at least running, like, a, a well-appointed golf course and restaurant, it's just, like, a weird, like, annual get-together where you just pitch a bunch of, like, coke-fueled ideas, right? Like, that's mm -hmm, it. It's mm -hmm. just, like, an extraction. Like, oh, are you rich? Okay, well, you're just gonna give us, like, a few billion a year or whatever, you know, the, the like, price of membership is. Just, and you kind of obligatorily have to do it. It's like a, a tax on the rich <laughs> imposed by the actual Illuminati, you know? Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and if you don't do it, then you'll be sorely missed the annual island get-together, or whatever, you know. I do really enjoy one of the, I don't know, just thinking about, like, what suckers the the members of the Ark Society are, there is a part where, like, one of the conversations that Constant can have is with uh, Jebediah Block, the coal baron, right? Yes. Um, and he, like... <laughs> He goes to meet Jebediah, who's thinking about, like, what he's going to do about this whole, like, uh, everyone, we should all go green thing. And he's like, I hate this. And the constant is like, well, you need to think about what your plan was, because your plan was to have everyone go down to the Arctic to your super bunker. And then into the Arctic, we're all going to work together as a big, happy communist family. And Block is like, oh, my God. 
That's what I'm paying the two billion dollars for. <laughs> it's like you fucking idiots. Uh, it's just like, you know, always. Uh, the Hitman series wants the the villains to look dumb. It wants to make fun of them. But I feel like in this level, it really takes it to another level where they're all just completely colossal morons. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there's a part of me where I don't know what level of commentary was inferred. And I just, I just got done talking to my undergrads about like, don't get into the trap of like, is this, you know, actually misogynistic or is this commentary on a misogynist society? Like, don't, it's a dead end, right? Unless someone Mm -hmm. just says, I hate women. Like, you're never going to know. But in this case, like, I don't know if, like, for instance, just on, like, the go- the going green bit, right, um, as in general, I don't know if the if uh, the Washington twins are, are supposed to be the idiots here, and I'm thinking of the studios in Denmark, right, um, as they're staring down energy prices that are just absolutely insane, and fertilizer production is down 70%, things are looking maybe not so great. Um, maybe we should have, you know, kept some of those power plants online. I don't know, guys. Not my problem, because I'm an American. But, um, I mean, we're kind of screwed, too. But I guess the point is that it's, like, I don't know if, like, on what level that, like, the whole, like, oh, just, like, go green and whatever is supposed to be a bit, and how much that's sort of, like, supposed to be played straight. Because I feel like there was a lot more optimism about that as a prospect. Um, you know, like, maybe there is enough lithium in the world to just do the you know like all that stuff there was more optimism towards that um when this game came out than maybe there is now like because we're living with some of the uh sort of after effects of that and there's people are a little more cynical um Mm -hmm. as to like how far that can go you know at least in the medium term so yeah i don't know like not that it really matters but it's it's sort of like is there because you know like you want to you want to be able to extract some kind of uh actual uh politics or uh sort of ideology uh from a game like this that's just kind of like unrelentingly sort of like jokingly cynical towards everything it touches um i mean and you know it's possible just that these characters wouldn't be smart enough to make this kind of comment but like if they really thought that these measures could save the environment you would think that someone involved would say but wait doesn't that make our whole society like (laughs) null and void if we save the world right. and no one says anything like that no one is worried that they're not going to have their apocalypse right. so yeah it makes me think that maybe they're like no nah, don't worry <laughs> it's still it's still gonna die it's still baked but, in yeah uh, uh looking at other mission stories um so i never fi- i didn't figure i didn't look too hard into it because i just did it the normal way but there is the one we mentioned where you you disguise yourself as an arc initiative and you do a scavenger hunt uh for tokens and then turn them into the to the jersey city man um and he takes you up to an interrogation with zoe um i didn't explore that one very much i did it and i just like well like all the questions she asks are aggressively stupid and easy to tell the truth about, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, she she asks if you're the best in your field. She asks if you have trouble breaking laws. She asks like if you're I don't know like a mean or something. And then finally she's like, "Your answers are too perfect. Are you a liberal reporter, specifically liberal and reporter?" Yeah. And you're like, "No." And she's like, "Okay, great. Um, well, that checks out." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. okay, well, 
is this a lot is, of other bad things I could be, but yeah, this is also very much like it. It feels uh, of its time uh, before the you know before our current sort of populist age, right? So the 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 Washington Twins are the children of a conservative think tank man, you know, and it's like that. Uh-huh. That's like that's like the biggest and the baddest, you know. Is uh, I love corporations, you know. It, it's 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 very funny, yeah. Um, and the, liberal reporter stuff for the record this story is the most fun to do so you're like oh yeah i'm the initiate i gotta go on this uh scavenger hunt just do it in the most murderous way possible so you're just like (laughs) killing guards and whatever but still earnestly like trying to collect uh, the coins you're like oh i did it (laughs) with a body count of like 30 you know but like i got i found my coins you know well and like the thing about the scavenger hunt is if you take it as face value as like this is the twins idea, it is another example of how stupid the twins are because the only way to do this is to prove that their security ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh cuz all like almost all of the coins are out of the way. My favorite moment like is there are other initiates who are collecting tokens and uh <laughs> one of them if you walk up an initiate disguise is like how's the token hunt going look what i got and holds one up and you can just take it out of her hand and walk away she's like hey <laughs> <laughs> uh it's very funny and the whole I, I i don't think i went as hard as ty but i did still enjoy the whole thing of just like like going around and just like beating people senseless for three tokens <laughs> Oh, yeah, you gotta you gotta prove that you've got what it takes you know um, uh-huh. yeah yeah it's this funny idea of like um is this all is this like 40 chess right of basically because these are all very like rich wealthy powerful people and so these are people who like basically if they have enough willpower and the means the rules don't apply to them right like that's fundamentally what it means to be rich and powerful is uh mm-hmm. you know there's always a back channel there's always a way to, to exert your will um and so, yeah, it's like this idea of like, yeah, you have to, you know, prove that the security ain't shit. But if you're really like, if you know, you really are like wealthy and powerful enough, like the, the, our slice of the world, our arc society will exist in the same way that the rest of the world exists to you, which is overcomable with money, power, drive, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is sort of funny because you think it would be the opposite. It's like, you know, it's, oh, we're going to put you in your place, blah, blah, blah. That's sort of the vibe they go for otherwise. But mechanically, it's not really supported. So I didn't really mess with the interrogation part of this. Like, uh, there was no reason for me to lie. And also, apparently, you can sabotage it. I assume so it electrocutes her. But, like, how, like, how does that work? Because the thing is, she's using a polygraph and... With what we know of 47, he would be able to lie and a polygraph wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, that's one of the bits of the joke, I thought, you know. I thought so, but then when would the electrocution ever come up? So you must lie and it detects it. I don't know. I don't think I ever ever did that to electrocute her. Hmm. I honestly don't remember. I did this when I originally played through it, and I, I completed all the stuff for it, and I, I, I'll just be totally real. I just didn't do it this playthrough. Hmm. Um, well, you know what? Uh, this is one yeah. of those ones where I'm going to have to have to... I'll, I'll drop something in an editing. I'll check this out. I'll see what yeah. happens. So I did go ahead and test this, um, and it works... It doesn't work like I expected, so there's no prompt or anything to sabotage the machine the electrocution device the way it works is if you lie to her she shocks you and the more you lie to her the more the voltage increases 
Um, also, the questions change dramatically once you've lied for the first time, where she takes a much more like hard-lined, uh, aggressive angle with the questions. And basically, if you lie a little, then uh, just nothing happens and you've wasted the opportunity. If you tell the truth the full time, you get to be a full member of the Ark Society. And if you lie the whole time, she keeps turning up the voltage and she fries herself. So that's what happens. I, I honestly, I laughed at the just stupidity of the questions. Then like, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill this woman in a way better way. It'll be fine. <laughs> You're like, you're too dumb to die here. <laughs> I also had a moment where I got like, it was just a game mechanical moment catching up with me, right? But she's like, you know, you know, good work. Here's your new robes. And I had a moment as a person of being like, like, can you, I'm about to change. Can you look away? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the final test of the initiation. Are you hung? Yeah. <laughs> all right, some, like, gold, let me see that crusted, uh, yeah like calipers I'm like all right let's see who we're working with you know she just, welcome she to just, the you said you were the best in your field not with yeah, that yeah. thing you're not <laughs> so what do you call phrenology but for a penis phrenology? <laughs> like, mm, i see by this vein that you have latent killer tendencies <laughs> oh. Uh, definitely marking this episode as mature. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's pivot away from this. Can I sure. can I complain about something innocent like mass killing for a second? Um, sure. So I it's well known that I I try to do a uh, kill everything run of every map. It teaches mm -hmm. you a lot about the game. I would strongly encourage it in my clean sweep. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so this one is incredibly frustrating because the short version is that a lot of NPCs from the, I call it the early stage of the level, like if you're coming in the default starting point, the people in the courtyard and stuff like that, they evacuate to the docks and then they despawn um, when they get to mm. the docks, right? And the, the, the timer is pretty short for that. Um, so this is awful because also the none of the... So you basically have a choke point in the stairs coming down to the docks if you're going to pull. Because you've got to deal with that courtyard and they come from both both ways. So you have to stop them basically right before they get to the docks. Um, none of the pillars or anything around you uh, is like toggleable to get behind, which gives you a cover bonus. Basically, it gives the NPCs an accuracy debuff when they're shooting at you. Because you, mm. you have to go through like over 100 guests. You have to kill like 100 people. Which means you got to pick up ammo. You got to get out. So you're going to be taking shots, um, and you if you let people through, they're going to despawn in like 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. So if you truly want to kill everyone on this map, you have to like develop like a strategy. You probably have to run it a couple of times, um, regardless of difficulty setting. Like I found this to be the hardest uh, kill everyone run, um, and incredibly frustrating. Like it's not a fun level to try to kill everyone on. Once you clear this main part, you're golden. It's fine. But just the despawn issue um, really takes away your options and ups the difficulty. Um, huge bummer. Huge bummer. I would never question our, our local mass murder expert. Yeah. Um, but did you did you try stuff like traps on the stairs? Yeah. It only there are so, I can't emphasize how many people come mm. at you at once. It's the entire bar area and then the upper uh, Phoenix area. They all just start running down, and it's too many people. Just to like, drop in the bucket that the traps They, they will catch. stop, but then more come and more come and more come. The way I did it, the way I, I solved this problem, 
as best I could, was I used the Kronstadt, what is it called? The, like, Prototype 5 or whatever. The weird automatic oh, like pistol the, yeah, from yeah. the unlock. I used that because that's the only thing that you can reliably get ammo for because it still uses pistol ammo. And that thing mm-hmm. can go through people fast enough to not let any through while also keeping myself alive and refilling my ammo on the gotcha. guards. Gotcha. It was very challenging, though. Like, it took hours. Multiple hmm. hours I spent trying to get this right. Uh, there you have it. Uh, IO Interactive, we are expecting an unlock on the next map that is just a minigun, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me a Tachanka turret, please. Yeah, we don't, uh, you know, I, I think you need to give us the first gun that is too big to fit in a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, we already have uh, melee weapons that are too big to fit, like the battle axe on this level. So mm-hmm. give mm-hmm. us, yeah, we we need a, yeah, give us a minigun. Wait, wait, wait. The battle axe doesn't fit in a briefcase with some of these big ass sniper rifles do? Yes, sir. Well, the sniper rifles you can break down. Yeah, that's actually in real life. The uh, the the rifle that this is based off of is specifically like very, very uh, like portable. Um, that's one of the reasons it was designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Logically, that that makes 100 percent sense. Like, I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah, it's, it's not... a police sharpshooter gun that's supposed to be like, yeah, you, you bring it out, you take it upstairs, and you like put it together really quickly, and you go to work. Yeah, it's like for but that. Even, you know? even when 47 pulls out the sniper rifle, it looks like he's pulling it out of Mary Poppins' hand. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's like uh, full-length shotguns that have like a, that are like 40 inches long or so, like roughly, yeah. you know, which is obviously much larger than the briefcase, like comically large. But yeah, the, sure. Um, the battle axe is, is a bridge too far for them, you know. I mean, thanks to uh, thanks to the uh, premium escalations in uh, Hitman Three, I have a sniper rifle that is uh, extremely long, handcrafted, and like along the whole length of the barrel is an elaborate like platinum bird. <laughs> There's no way that shit is breaking down, um, <laughs> and yet. And yet it's in um, a briefcase. It is in a briefcase. So it's okay. Um, it is fun back in um, like the old, I think Hitman Two: silent assassin. Um, there was specific, the sniper rifle on that was like specifically was this sniper rifle, right? Was the, was the uh, Seeger as they call it here. Um, and there was actually an, a proper animation when you popped it out of him, like reconstructing it, of putting it back together. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think, um, actually that's an interesting moment to talk about some of the, some of the mastery for this level. Um, first off, since we just brought it up, um, it's just two instances to get things that you might want that you could get from other levels, but you can get easily here. Uh, level seven has an electronic key hacker, which is much lower level than the Colorado one. If you didn't get that one. Um, and then level 10 has the Seeger 300 tactical, which is... Um, one of the better sniper rifles. It's the one that's like, okay, it's got three zoom levels. It has the slow-mo and it's suppressed. So quite good. Um, Level 13, it has a really fun uh, thing, which is the ICA Executive Briefcase Mark II. This is um, a shout out to the launch of Hitman uh, 2. Because when Hitman 2 came out, um, it it added briefcases and they had some interesting code associated with them. Um, we all know how the, like, thrown weapons work, which is you get the reticle to lock onto someone's head and you throw it and it hits them and they drop, right? Mm-hmm. The briefcases didn't fly very fast at launch. 
but they were still like once you hit the throw throw icon, they were guaranteed to hit. Yes. And so they would chase people around corners and clip through walls to knock them out. Yeah, they were blue shell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, hey, that's that's what I'm paying for when I splurge on a tactical briefcase. Okay, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, Feature rich platform. Their solution to this was to speed up the projectile speed, basically. Um, except for this one. This one, they specifically know, like the you know the description sort of like coyly hints, like no, this one goes real slow. This one is gonna pursue you like a shark. <laughs> Isn't this the one that they used? Um, not to not to spoil a later level, but in like Haven Island, where they would throw it at the guy on the jet ski, and it would just fall. <laughs> Round. yes yes yeah. it just it just keeps yeah because he is moving just slightly faster than the briefcase and then he he gets off the jet ski stands up <laughs> yeah yeah you got some uh some classic tricks you can do with this one um other than that also level 20 remote concussion rubber duck you know just uh another instance to get one of those fun remote detonated rubber duckies though this one just knocks people out which is I suppose beneficial. I always find it a bummer. I just want them to die. <laughs> so this is kind of embarrassing. It's actually been a while since I used the mines um, mm-hmm. in this game. So the NPCs do respond differently to the, you know, Napoleon duck, the novelty item as with a mine. Do the do guards immediately go into alert mode when they find a mine or do they give a question mark like they do with the ducks? Oh, they they freak out when they say Okay, yeah, so there is a functional reason why you would prefer the the novelty item disguised ones over the the ICA mines. Okay. The the best ones, because you can just, like, you know, some of the most, like, quick and dirty but hilarious kills you can get is, like, walking up to a target and, like, without stopping, just dropping a rubber duck at their feet. And they go, hey, uh, hey, buddy, you dropped that. Boom. It's very good. Um, yeah, the rubber duckies are, are useful in that way, whereas, yeah, the mines... I just wasn't sure if mines did out. that also. It was, it was no. more the direction I wasn't sure yeah. about. Yeah. M- okay. Mines, so they, tre- they, yeah, they treat it like an active threat instantly. All right. Um, but I thought you were going to say the thing that I always do with mines, which is where I drop a proxy mine, and I'm like, did it, do I have to turn it on? Do- boom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only other big story to talk about, I think, is um, be- it belongs in a museum, which is the whole thing. So part of the Ark Society is basically they have a vault for like notable like cultural artifacts so that they don't get lost with the end of the world. It's basically just an excuse for them to steal art from cultures. Um, and one of the entries this year is an Aztec necklace called the Cloud Serpent. Um it was uh, retrieved by famed treasure hunter Blake Nathaniel. Um, however, the way he retrieved it was that the Washington sisters made their way in there, bypassed a bunch of traps, found the necklace, he repelled in, grabbed it, and repelled away as all their guards died. Um, so they're pretty pissed about that. And uh, you can, uh, you know, you can pour fuel on the fire, as it were, basically. Um get the necklace disguised as as Nathaniel and then uh sort of you know make some moves or Show you people can just the uh, drop a giant chandelier on the necklace and Zoe and just walk away sure i suppose you could mm-hmm. do that seems a little mm-hmm. uh little crass if you ask me but you know 
You can also, uh, if you're fast, you can also uh, empty everyone out with a fire alarm, take the necklace, replace it with an apricot, and then turn the power back on. Classic. Classic uh, technique. Little I mean, there's a notice. challenge associated with it. Yeah. That's great. Um, it is worth noting, however, if you want to do this, you have to turn the pow- the security system off, the power off. If you use the laptop, it will not give you the prompt to place it because you can't turn it back on. Right. So. Um, other than that, just a few notable NPCs. Uh, we got two friends from Hokkaido that are back. Um, Jason Portman, the guy who got surgery to look like Helmut Kruger, is here. He, uh, he tries to go into a VIP area and they tell him to piss off. Um, good. And then, uh, Amos Dexter, who's the Texan with that, who had that, um, escalation around, like, the armor-piercing gun. You remember that one? Yes. Yeah, he's here, too. Also, the musicians. The musicians are very funny. Because there are a bunch of blindfolded musicians around, and basically, unless you, like, specifically attack them, they don't react to anything. You can shoot a gun by their head, they will not flinch. And it's like, okay, they're just coded this way, whatever. But if you actually kill one, you will find on their body an NDA that says they are not allowed to react to anything they hear. <laughs> Beautiful. Is, is a cute detail. Yeah, you, you hear, and for the record, when you, you're kind of floating around the level, you hear a lot of the NPCs going on, the the worker NPCs and guard NPCs, talking about how restrictive the NDAs are, you know, and how it's getting into, tr- into trouble with the wifeys and stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they can't mm-hmm. talk about it. Uh, yeah. Also, so I don't... This could have just been, like, the 30 times that I did it, it happened to happen this way, but it's not, like, hard-coded in. So there's something funny about it, at least as far as I could tell. When you walk into the bar performance area where the two, the pianist and the, I think it's cellist, are on stage. Mm-hmm. So killing the musicians there does not actually trigger the alarm, funny enough. So people will start to freak out. But by itself their deaths do not trigger like the actual audible alarm and it will not trigger the evacuation of those areas by like everyone else. So that I, to me, there's just something really funny about like these people like watching, I don't know, Yo-Yo Ma just like take a bullet to the head and fall over and be like, Oh, is that part of the show? Like, is that supposed to happen? I'm like, Oh, well, you know, just have another drink. <laughs> uh, artists. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause everyone recognizes them, right? Like, Oh, that's the you know, so-and-so. Right. So yeah, just, just, Keeling over, blood gushing. Yeah, I mean, you someone takes a bullet to the head, and then people in the crowd are like, "Shot, shot, shot!" Yeah, but then the bartender—if you kill the bartender, the, the nameless, anonymous bartender—not Yo-Yo Ma—the bartender triggers the alarm, but not right. the musicians on stage. It's so I funny. mean, which that makes sense because all of a sudden the well has run dry. <laughs> You can absolutely imagine these people being like, "Oh, I see. They arranged a show where Yo-Yo Ma kills himself. How spectacular!" <laughs> yeah. Only the Ark Society could put on, could pull this yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, truly proves that we're worthy to survive after society dies. Um, yeah. Hey, Ty, did you do any escalations this time? Not a one. No. <sighs> You're free. I'm so happy for you. No, I, it's it's a temporary reprieve. It's just uh, my work and real life are quite a lot right now. Not a bad way. Just uh, I just straight up didn't even have time to, to dip my toe. Uh, of them, I think... Mostly, they're just kind of like bland, like typical escalations. 
Um, I will shout out the Aelwyn Augmentation, which is basically you are locked up in jail and you have to knock a bunch of people out with a fish. Uh, that's kind of fun. And then there's one where you have to, like, there's, a, like, a timed kill streak one, the Baba Yeva Dissonance, where you have to, like, do a kill streak on musicians with explosives and unsilenced pistols. Um, and the, the rare, uh, escalation where you are not allowed to be quiet is sometimes interesting. But otherwise, meh. I feel like, yeah, the, I, for, I mean, again, I didn't actually do them, but I'm, I'm considering going through and playing them after this episode, only because I did feel that there were, is it just me? There's only like five mission stories, right? So yeah. maybe yeah. maybe for our listeners who are interested in getting some free unlockies, uh, playing through those escalations are a little more critical than normal because you have fewer challenges available for that sweet XP. Um, you know, yeah. get your mm-hmm. 4Ks uh, where, wherever you can. So, uh, yeah. Uh, just because, yeah, I do feel like it's a little bit slower of a grind for those unlocks if you want it on this level. Yeah. So. Also, this is one of the levels that doesn't have a second mission, right? They never did yeah. a, a side contract here, so you can't get some free, like, you know, target ones by walking in, shooting someone in the head, and walking out. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of elusive targets here, though. Hmm. I, uh, I have not messed with elusive targets so much because of my... Uh, constant fear of failure, but uh... <laughs> well, you can restart the mission. You it's just after you kill them, yeah. After you've after you've taken after you've taken someone out, you can't. Yeah, um, I, I should do more. Uh, I mean, the elusive target arcade is here uh, right now. The elusive target reward is a like a outfit where you're wearing a rubber ducky hoodie, which yes. is very good. I should get that. There's some two-thirds of the way through the neon ninja suit. Yeah. In the elusive target arcade. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Just fun fun cosmetic unlocks from the elusive target arcade, a new feature in Hitman 3. Ah, Year 2. They basically do, like, they collect old um, elusive targets and have them as, like, uh, kind of like an escalation, right? Like a sequence of them. Interesting. That sounds great, actually. I'm yeah. excited. I'm about to take the plunge since we're going to continue in our series, presumably, and we're at mm-hmm. that point. So I'm finally, yeah. since it's out on Steam, you know, uh, I'll, I'll know what the hell y'all are talking about. Yeah, you're almost ready. Um, we are. Uh, we do have two levels left in Hitman 2 first, but, yeah. you know, because this was the end of the normal game, but they added two maps in uh, DLC. So now I wanted to ask the question. Um, did y'all want to even look at the sniper assassin ones or no? I feel like we could do them in one episode, maybe. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I don't think there's enough material to flesh out an entire episode on each one. But, like, I think I think there's some fun to be had with those. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I feel like we, we could do that as, like, a, a so-called bonus episode, even though we have yeah. no clear criteria for what's a bonus and what is regular expectations, because we just do this when we feel like it. But, um, you know, as a treat. Like, I don't, I don't even know that I could sustain a 45-minute to an hour long on Sniper. Maybe we could, but um, yeah, we'll see. I feel like there's more to those than you think, yeah. right? Because, Probably. like, there 100% is. Because it's all the levels are based around like there being multiple routes through them, including like, oh, there are 20 targets you have to kill and you can kill all of them with accidents. And it's like, interesting. OK. Yeah. Um, but 
also there's a lot of like I just remember goofy shit like doing that first one where you're doing a lot of like oh I'm shooting bodyguards with a high powered rifle that just knocks them into pawns and since their mm-hmm. body has fallen into a pond no one will ever find it despite the fact that it's floating on the fucking surface of the pond well I mean that could have right. happened any number of ways you know sure sure accidental kill for sure yeah yeah, maybe. I mean, or, if they hadn't rigged up proximity uh, rifle launchers at the bottom of the pond so that whenever you fell in, it would shoot you, you know, then you'd mm, be able to tell. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to do a Hitman level where one of the challenges is, like, if you're too slow, someone else will kill them and you won't get paid. <laughs> They'll die some other way. Oh, and that's kind of brilliant, you. actually. Well, I feel like that that's one of the interesting things about this game, just in general, right? Is that, like, there's this... I mean, we kind of go off the rails, right, at this point in the story where we're pursuing things outside of the normal ICA business. But mm-hmm. the, the ICA is this, you know, hyper-professionalized, like, to a caricature of, you know, we're just doing this for the money, nothing personnel kid. But then, of course, as, the, as Mr. Hitman, you never actually have... A, you never touch the money. It's all invisible. Like, it's, you know, we presuppose that your needs are taken care of just kind of off camera. It's not interesting. It's not part of the game in any way. So in some sense, it's like a sociopathy simulator just because like you're completely divorced from any uh, motivation, even one as mundane and objectionable as just getting paid. Right. So right. that I feel like that would be a very weird, it would be a fun mechanic in the game, like in the level for sure. But like, we don't think about getting paid as, as agent 47 in this game, you know? So, um, yeah, that's that's more something that's, like, larger than our character. You know, I mean, the ICA would like to get paid, but I don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Though you do have a hacker who's going to empty the bank accounts of anyone you kill. So that's nice. I hope. She's doing that, right? Anyone check? <laughs> I assume. Okay, good. Just making sure. It's like the uh, iCloud, like, oh, of course your stuff is backed up and safe. What are you talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> she she was just running like you know like you know basic net programs in like terminal editor, like you know just like in Vim. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm hacking, hacking away. It's all good. Keep it going. Keep it going. It's gonna be one of the one of the bonus missions is like so it turns out she didn't hack a single thing. Kill her. It's the last time we use Fiverr for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I told you not to get a ta- or I told you not to get a hacker on TaskRabbit, constant cheese. Rest assured, it will never happen again. <laughs> yeah. Uh mission where we just where Diana's like, this may or may not be my ex. <laughs> Uh, yeah any other any other stuff we want to tackle before we we go into the sort of the over you know i guess it'd be ranking time after this um did either did either of you happen to go to the funeral carrying a fish no not so much i saw there was a challenge for that but yes, I was like, I, I saw I that. Know. I'm like, I'm going to do that. And all that you really get is the check from the challenge. And one of the people coming up to the casket going, smells like fish. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Research. <laughs> yeah. 
appreciate appreciate your thoroughness in this in this matter. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your service. I feel I feel oh. like I mean not that we have any uh Danish listeners, but perhaps that's some kind of cultural reference that's just opaque to us uh us Yanks or something, you know. Like that feels that feels like very like a scene from a movie or something that you're recreating as a joke, hmm. but we just don't understand yeah. it. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Maybe it was the first and last time they let an intern like write one of these little or, micro You know what? And and I don't remember the exact line of dialogue. Maybe it, it was probably something like, What's that fishy smell? Like something's not right. I I Maybe still think that's that's kind of weak. I'm sure. I'm not like trying to say it's any better, but maybe they were attempting layers. I don't know. Someone, someone had like you know, you need to code like five of these, like by by the ship, or you're getting fired. And it was like 10:30 p.m. the night of. You know, he's like, shit. All right, uh, walk up with fish. Something smells fishy. (laughs) 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 Render done. Just in time for just in time to go to the bar. Great. That's uh, you gotta you gotta. I don't know. I was um, I recently was listening to uh, a more civilized age, which is a great podcast where they're watching the Clone Wars, uh, animated series, and on a recent episode, they ended up um, looking at some deleted scenes, which had you know like temp voice acting, right? And it's so funny, like, just imagining, like, you know, people pushing stuff in right before the buzzer, right? It's like, oh, here's some animator doing their best Palpatine. And it's like, <laughs> yes, it's a terrible shame. And you're like, oh, God, guys. That's great. <laughs> uh, well, it's time to rank, folks. Uh, I'm ready if y'all uh, need a moment it. to think. Yeah, I need I need to review my pinned comment here. Okay, here, top to bottom, my list is Hokkaido, Paris, Whittleton Creek, New Entry, Island of Segale, or Scale, excuse me, uh, Marrakesh, Miami, Mumbai, Colorado, Columbia, Hawks Bay, ICA, Sapienza, Bangkok. I thought about swapping those two. That's I'm ready. Sure. Um, All right. So, uh, Marrakesh, Colorado, Hokkaido, Whittleton Creek, Paris, Isle of Segale, Columbia, Miami, Hawks Bay, ICA, Bangkok, space, 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 Sapienza. Because I did an elusive target in Sapienza the other day. And man, that is just like go to a, go to a spot and wait. Yeah. Could be better. Is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You no, know, I was literally like reappraising just, you know, as we we're speaking on this just now. I'm like, wow, I really had Sapienza down. Like, I don't think under Mumbai is fair that I'm like thinking about it. You're saying <laughs> well, maybe it is fair. Uh, all right. So I'm going to do. Oh, Colorado. thanks for that six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I added the spaces. Don't worry about it. Beautiful. I appreciate yeah. that so much. <laughs> so I- I'm going to go with Colorado, Paris, Whittleton Creek, Marrakesh, Columbia, Miami, Island, Mumbai, Sapienza, Hokkaido, Hawks Bay, Bangkok, ICA. So order unchanged. There's a huge gap here. And I would say that the Isle is like close to Miami, like tagging along. It's on the upper end of that big gap between Isle and Mumbai now. Uh Um, 
see the honest like look the the most honest metric that I can introduce here is this is one of the few levels that I didn't just walk into for this playthrough with uh, level twenty mastery. So like at the end of the day, I just did not feel compelled to sit down and play this level as many times as most of the others. Um, and that says a lot. Like I can't lie. Like even though I I did enjoy it on the playthrough, um, this You're right, time I'm moving- around I just didn't. It didn't draw me. Like just it didn't. I didn't have the unlocks, and that doesn't lie. You know. I'm moving it down one spot below Marrakesh. You're right. Like, it is what it is. Like, I, I, I've, I've come to value uh, those, like, somewhat uh, external or objective metrics, like, more as we have gone on in the series, you know? Because, yeah, we can get hype or we can hate, um, but, like, playtime doesn't lie, you know, or unlocks or whatever. Um, well, it's not the end the- of the story, but... One of the things that drives playtime, I feel like, is having, like, interesting non-story challenges. Exactly. And this one doesn't. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You, you're, it's all business, you know? It's all business. Um, which is a uh, shame. The, I don't know. I, I, I do like the level, I, but I, like, um, yeah, it just, the, uh, yeah. They so. actually removed some challenges, um, even in two. Not just, like, sometimes stuff gets removed in three, from two to three in ways that are just confusing. But even in two, they patched out some challenges from this level because they were just like really difficult mass murder challenges. And they're like, this isn't really what the game's about. So they removed them. Yeah. What was that? The pushing 47 people into the ocean. Yeah. That's one of them. I think they removed three. I had a list somewhere. Wait, Um, is it, didn't there used to be one with killing someone or some people with the battle axe? I swear that was one. uh, There still is one. Oh, okay. Cause I'm like, I did that. Like I, I've done yeah, this. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a redacted one. Yeah, yeah. I okay, think right. I'm like losing my mind. It's like I just I have like a concrete memory of doing that. Yeah, the um, ones that are removed is the 47 into the sea. Um, there is dump five custodians into the armory shaft, and then there is kill all elite guards while disguised as a knight. And they're like, no, these are just really annoying mass murder ones. This is not the game, so they cut them. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what we got here. Um, that's essentially a sequel. It really is. Uh, we are going to be moving on next to New York, New York. I want to be a part of it. So yeah, it's going to be golden handshake time. Um, as we continue our pursuit of the partners by way of not actually killing the partners. Spoilers, I guess. Hey. <laughs> You're not going to kill any partners till Hitman 3. You know that, right? These first two, yeah. these these next two missions are just going to be set up. Can I ask when did these DLC missions come out? Like, how long after Hitman 2 did it out? That's a good question. I mean, it had I know, to be like, way late, dude, because I have never played these. And I played really? the heck out of this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel I mean, like Hitman 2 was 2018, correct? No, it was early. Yes. Wait, no, it, it really? was it was 2018. It was um. Let's see, so it was November of 2018, and these came out in August of 2019. Yeah, like it was a long time after. No, or no, but... sorry, it was it was it was um. Yeah, June of 2019 for the first one, and then uh September for the second. But okay. yeah, it was it was half a year and then a full year. Okay, so I, a confession. Um, that point in my life, so I was in grad school. Uh, during that. Uh, when this game came out and my sense of time is so distorted 
like I thought I, I have like introduced in my head like non-existent years into this game. Like I swear this feels like oh this is like a 2017 game, and it must have been like sorry this is I'm like having my mind blown right now. So I know this is interesting to anyone else, but like holy shit. Okay, um, I mean that's reasonable. Like I honestly wouldn't. I would be annoyed paying for DLC that came out like less than six months after the base release because I'd be like, dude, that was just cut content that you are now charging me more for. Um, so that's totally fair. I have no issue with that. I mean, I bought the gold version of the game, which like included yeah, it was like, and it'll include the two levels that come out. Yeah. Like, okay. You know what's funny? I thought they had just scammed me for that, and I didn't care. Honest to gosh, um, I'm just huh. like, hey, yeah. Well, I was like, okay, yeah, and when those come out, that'll be fun. Um, I was honestly looking forward to like the delay because I was like, no, one of the things I'm I'm most displeased about with Hitman Two is compared to Hitman One, we've talked about dumping all these levels at once doesn't encourage yeah. me to explore. So, right. all right. Well, we actually get I get to approach it as a genuine new player for these last two levels, which is fun. Um, it's a unique opportunity for our podcast. So. Uh, the second level, um, I didn't explore as much. I was not as blown away by, but maybe, you know, revisit, uh, the level we're doing next month. I remember thinking was really cool. Awesome. Great. So, um, well, until then, yeah. Uh, you can hit us up on, uh, we got, we got emails. You should send, um, we're, we're, uh, bald gun guy pod on Twitter. I think I never remember the login for that. So that's really not where to send us anything. Um, <laughs> I think it's just Gun Guy Pod. On it Twitter. might be. I I have no idea. Um, yes, it is just Gun Guy Pod. I am checking right now to confirm that. Oh wait, we have. Uh, oh, we got one. Okay, we got one message. Everyone. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, do you need more income? Amazon drivers are hiring. Yes. Uh, I'm going to delete this conversation. So 47 can be an Amazon driver? <laughs> I have Dude, a package for you. I, I think, like, the, we can't even, like, overstate how permissive, like, that is as a role. Like, people just, like, open, they hold open the door for you, you know? Like, into, like, uh-huh. apartment buildings and stuff. Like, oh, yes, please, Amazon, man. Like, like you know, there's, like, trust in social institutions and like militaries like falling and like you know levels of government it's like negative numbers i feel like the amazon guy is like holding things together right now so i mean there's like a thing you can do right now like amazon added a a, like an option you can be like here give your delivery guy keys to your house yeah yeah. that's a thing now (laughs) yeah Yeah. you, you know you trust amazon as much as the local bodega where you have a human relationship right like just leave your keys with us yeah you know drone yourself the keys if you misplace them or something yeah so i'm just <sighs> saying that would be the uh the master key the skeleton key uh costume for our real life is mm. the amazon guy right yeah because the uh. delivery driver does not get you very far in sapienza <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how you know you're playing in a simulation world, you know. It's, well, it's you know, unrealistic. Well, non-Amazon delivery drivers, no one trusts. Yeah, I mean, who? What, do you, what I mean, like, is that? What are you talking about? If you're sex? delivering, if you're delivering flowers, I am watching you like a hawk. Yeah. yeah if you're delivering fake. my copy of a PlayStation Three, like driving game, no one's ever heard of. Sure, man, you Come can take my in. car. Make yourself at home. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
but if you actually want to, I'll make you something. Hang on, sit down. <laughs> let's play this game together, you and me. <laughs> I have given delivery drivers a coke before. I was so like, are you doing all right? Here's a Coke, man. It seems rough out there. Um, if you actually want to get a hold of us, though, we love questions. We love comments. You send them to emails at scanlinemedia.com. Probably know what show it's for. That's probably smart, but, you know, we'll read it either way, so we'll probably get it. Um, Ty, yeah. people can't find you anywhere, right? Well, yeah, I, I used to have the anonymous Twitter that you couldn't find, and now I literally am not online. It's great. I highly recommend it. Take take the uh, Uncle Ted pill. Perfect. Math. You can find uh, me at infinite <laughs> underscore rewind. So, I'm sorry. Let me actually say your name instead of just suddenly like saying math and then forgetting the rest of your name, which no one has ever done before. I'm sorry. Oh, that's not true at all. That's not true at no all. No one's ever said math and then forgotten the rest of it. I feel like I must have the market cornered on that. No, you do not. Really? You do not. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, please. When I, when I was a kid and my sister and I started up to no good, my mom would get so frustrated and she'd forget both of our names. So it'd be like, <laughs> Math, man, what, who are you? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> well, uh, my sincere apologies. Matthew, please uh, let people know where to find you. I am mathematics. You can find me at infinite underscore rewind on Twitter. Uh, I do host a couple of other podcasts. One is called trivial merit where my co-host Caroline and I make playlists of bands or styles uh, that'll hopefully get us and you from a negative headspace to a positive one. Uh, The other one is called free reeling it where my buddy Jesse and I watch a movie and talk about a movie and the video game podcast that I did weekly for a while is now currently on hiatus because we are all going through some stuff, but we'll be back. Fair enough. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six Detmar S A X D E T T M A R. That's the other way to get stuff to the show. Cause my DMS are open. I accept DMS from anyone as evidenced by me just reading a thing from an Amazon promoter, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than that, you know, uh, scanlinemedia.com, patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. And, uh, until next time, folks, we will leave you to prepare. Salute. Bye.